Welcome back to the Conspiracy Outpost. This week we are talking about the Pharaoh's Curse, or better known as King Tut's Curse. It's one of the most popular and deadly. Were these deaths a result of a deadly ancient curse or a mere coincidence? That's for you to decide as we unravel this mummy of a mystery. I'm your host, Casey. I'm Mike. Oh, I'm UF Joe. <laughs> oh, I'm not. Sorry. So, uh, King Tut, he was born in 1341 BC and died in 1323 at the age of either, he was either 18 or 19 when he died. Um, he, he reigned Egypt after his, uh, predecessor died and that was between, he, he reigned between 1332 to 1323 at the time of his death. He had, uh, he had two children, both female, lame, um, Week. <laughs> <laughs> he uh he ascended to the throne at the age of nine and reigned until his death at the age of eighteen or nineteen. I already said that, I guess, but but he took the throne at nine, which is fucking crazy to me. That countries did that. Yeah, no, like, he, oh, he was like middle aged. Here's a whole. T- <laughs> <laughs> he was in the middle of his life. <laughs> More or less. This guy. No, though, he, he was nine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this uh. So one of the most notable actions that he did when he was doing his reign that uh he countermanded his predecessor I don't know how to say his name it's Akintin during the Armana period whatever <laughs> but I guess he he restored the traditional polytheistic form of ancient Egyptian religion undoing the religious shift known as Antonism Antonism something like that and moved the royal court away from Akin's capital also, Tut was one of the few kings that were worshipped as a deity during his lifetime, which is usually done after they uh, die. Naturally. And then... Uh, sort of this... like Kurt Cobain. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, didn't... they have a tomb for him in the scummiest armpit-smelling place in the fucking place. It would have been cool if he would have died at 23 and then he could have been a part of that club. <laughs> and then the, then people would attribute the Tut's uh, curse to the, the 23 people. The 23, actually, uh, I actually do have a friend from... Is his predecessor Yeah. Octanaten? Yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm I don't just, know if that's how you say it, but that's that how sounds I'm better saying. than what I said. So yeah, it's, it's actually uh, it's actually cock Tunnington, and it's because he had a very uh, large cock, very heavy cock, not necessarily large. These are ancient Egyptian very names. I'm sure. Tent. I'm sure we're gonna say say them wrong. In if case anything, they, and if we have any Egyptians listening, feel free to send me an audio clip of the proper way to say because we don't because we learned from the documentary on Netflix. <laughs> uh, Casey, there's actually one of the people on that list that died when they were 23, and it was oh, a friend. Nice. Yeah, nice. The, uh, no, I so, I've watched three biographies on this. Actually, you're um, a liar. You didn't even know what the top yeah, I did. started. <laughs> I've seen them a long time ago. Before, um, it seemed like 20 years ago. <laughs> no, like uh, one of them was the Mummy. The Mummy Returns. The Mummy <laughs> Tomb of the Dragon Emperor. Ooh, don't forget the Mummy with the, uh, the the remake of the Mummy with Tom Cruise. You know, <laughs> oh, they did do that. I, was it? And Tom Cruise is okay with that. It was the there Mummy, right? With that, the scare beetles. religion you were talking yeah, yeah, yeah. about, the Aten Aten Atenism. Yeah. Uh, it was centered I on the cult the of Aten, a god depicted as. As the disk of the sun, Aten was originally an aspect of Ra, Egypt's traditional solar deity. Though he was later asserted by Akhenaten, Akhenaten, I don't know how to say that, as being the superior of all deities. In the 14th century BC, Atenism was Egypt's uh, state religion for around 20 years, and Akhenaten met the worship of other gods with persecution. He closed many traditional temples, instead commissioning the construction of, of Atenist temples and also suppressed religious tradition, traditionalists. So many times did they play tennis? But, I mean, like, uh, later pharaohs undid his shit, so. Damn. That's Damn. a bit. You do all that. <laughs> like, all he was like, sports. fuck everyone's religion. It's, it's this religion. And then other pharaohs come up and they're like, yeah, this guy was fucking asshole. 
<laughs> you do you, bro. <laughs> That's crazy. He ended up so King Tut, he he had a fucking a grocery list of fucking health problems, man. I was, was he inbred? Uh pretty sure his uh his wife was his uh aunt. But I'm sure that fucking that's that's literally how royalty goes in. But I'm pretty yeah, sure, I yeah. I probably I, stretched that's back. That's why I asked if he was if you, red. If you scroll down, if you go on to, uh, if you just look up King King, yeah. No, if you just look up King Tut himself, I only I only put a I only put a little bit, but he had literally it was like a shopping list of things that he had wrong with him. He had bone necrosis, a possible club foot, and a shopping list of other health issues. He had scoliosis. Uh, he contracted several strains of malaria and likely died from complications of a broken leg. And that was compounded by having malaria at the same time. It's also compounded of having a fucking big ass club foot. Well, they said they don't know if he had a club foot. They said his sandals didn't show that he walked heavier on one side, you know, with this club, but they said he was flat footed on one foot. Oh, he, shit. Uh, oh, sorry. Oh, go ahead. I'm just I'm just going off of what I can remember. No, finish that was what you were saying. Thing. Yeah. Oh. oh, that was the last thing I remember. Oh, dude. So I was I was trying to I was looking up his family, trying to see if he was inbred. But his father is uh, they did DNA testing on his uh, mummy, uh-huh. and his father is actually the mummy that is uh, in the tomb that's in the in tomb KV five five underneath one of the pyramids. That's exactly what they called it. And his mother was the mummy from tomb KV-35, known as the Younger Lady, who was also found to be his, his full mummy. sister and her husband. And their mummy? My hold on, wait, it was the... It was the... So, so yeah, his parents were brother and sister. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he, did, he, had, a, he had a whole shopping list of uh, health problems, and that's, that's basically so, how he died. They, the team I, I, wrote, there was no way that he was going to live at a... Long the team reported it was 99.99% certain that Amenhotep III was the father of the individual in KV-55, which is the father of uh, King Tut. Sounds pretty uh, pretty right on the nose, huh? Yeah. Can't get any, any more better than 99. I mean, you can get 100, but... I don't think any scientific study is ever going to do that, though. Yeah, they'll be like, uh, just in case. <laughs> No, no, I purposely left that point one out just in case it ever happened. So both of King Tut's uh, children died in infancy. One was premature, though. Oh, did they? I didn't look up anything about yeah. the kids. I just looked up the. Well, the they, they found one. they found his his uh his wife in tomb KV twenty one, uh with his with his uh with along with the daughters. Is that a new COVID A and 317B. No, these are sections of pyramids and tombs and stuff. Ah. <laughs> the rooms. Oh, he was only 5'6", too. He's a short little fucker. That's dope. So he's about he, had, he had large front incisors and overbite, which is a, which is a characteristic of his uh, bloodline. Uh, well, as long as it's not an underbite, Joe hates that. <laughs> yeah. I was talking shit to uh, Kenny last night <laughs> about his character on fucking yeah. Um, so did they worship the overbite? Um, I don't know, but they he had Damn, this. Uh, he had he this, like uh, a vermin. He had this one. <laughs> he had this one. Uh, um, issue that uh he had enlarged breast. And he had Marfan syndrome. I don't see that's an issue at all. With a multi systematic genetic disorder that affects the cognitive tissues. Motherfucker had a set on him, man. Uh, I think that his aunt motorboated him. (laughs) That motorboat some bitch you'll see. Were they built for speed or comfort? He had a a X-linked intellectual disability that... uh, I don't know what that is to say. Uh, oh, yeah. so you you know what happened there? They He's were they bread. they did all these like yeah yeah that too. <laughs> they did all these curse things because they're afraid of whatever the fuck illness he had in him. All that <laughs> shit was gonna get out to the public again. <laughs> it was gonna spread I, like I, fucking disease. Yeah, he, uh, he had the kef 
Felter syndrome. It's uh, known as 47XXY, and he had an extra copy of the X chromosome. Dude, God damn, Wait, so, he had, so he had Down syndrome. Oh, is that how that? I don't know. He had uh, he had androgen in, insensitivity syndrome AIS, and uh, it's a sex development involving hormonal resistance due so to androgen receptor and dysfunction. He had armatose excess syndrome is a rare genetic and in characterizes over expression of a trauma T. I don't know the an enzyme responsible for the biosynthesis of estrogen sex syndromes. That's sex why he had hormones. He, yeah. he had extra estrogen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, let's see also, what else he had. That also plays into um the the tilt genetics, the tits I'd like to fuck. So he had, this uh, guy's just crani- walking around. He had craniocentosis, which is uh, the enlarged uh, head. He had Antley Bilexer syndrome. It's a rare, severe autosomal recessive congenital. God damn. Uh, jargon. Deformities affecting the majority of the skeleton and other areas of the body. Um, he had temporal lobe epilepsy. He had. At least it's only temporal. Most the fifth. Oh, that was his great grandfather. Yeah. So he had. That's what I was saying. He had. A sh- that's why I didn't write all that shit down. I was like, he had a shopping list of fucking Dude. problems. So wait, I'm, did you? Good for him for making it to eighteen. Holy shit! Possibly nineteen. Yeah. If anybody, if anybody had those disorders, they should have just called it tutanitis. <laughs> I was just thinking of all this whole time. I'd be like, motherfucker, this guy's humperdoo. <laughs> he is humperdoo. <laughs> that's what I was thinking. Like. <laughs> He's extremely inbred. I really wanted to say own. too that uh, bef- um, when they first showed him the tomb he was going to be buried in before he died, he was over there licking the pyramid walls. I'm sorry, like, dude, this is <laughs> in like Egypt when they announced him. Like there's there's the the people like seeing the announcement or whatever and they're like is he uh they're like Sh- shut up he he's our ruler now. <laughs> well, they probably they probably were accustomed to the way that they looked. I'm sure he was probably more fucked up than the rest of them, you know. But I'm sure like <laughs> it's just it, like, getting weirder. It's strange. So on November fourth, nineteen twenty two, a team of researchers led by British archaeologist Howard Carter discovered a step that marked the entrance to King Tut's tomb. And it's the tomb itself was unearthed November 26, 1922, which I think is pretty nice. crazy. They did that pretty quick. Yeah, they did. Same month. Um, so the curse is uh, alleged to be cast upon anyone who disturbs the mummy of an ancient Egyptian, especially a pharaoh. This curse is uh, known to cause bad luck, illness, or even death. King Tut's curse is actually more prominent because he got magical powers from that extra chromosome. <laughs> and due to his uh, mega mind head, he was able to use uh, telepathy and uh, telekinetic abilities. That's true. <laughs> That's why he was such a, a good military strat- strategist. Yeah. And also he knew everything that was going on because he was one of the watchers from Marvel. Yep. I think he was uh, Uatu's little brother. That's true. <laughs> there, uh, there were stories of um, curses before King Tut's tomb was unveiled, but it, it like exploded tenfold after after they uncovered it. And uh, there was there was actually no curse that was inscribed inside of King Tut's tomb, but uh, it's believed that such an idea of a desecration was unthinkable and even dangerous to record. But they're they're mostly pri- they're mostly seen in private tombs of the old kingdom era, which is uh, between twenty seven hundred and twenty two hundred BC, also known as the Age of the Pyramids or Age of the Builders. Nice. <coughs> I actually had a, a thing of. Um, are you saying uh, what uh, the date back to like mummy stories or? Is that what you said? No, there's, the curse has been around before King's Tut's tomb. Uh, was, uh, okay. was uncovered, but it after after they uncovered his tomb, it, it like became a lot bigger and you know yeah, that's, more popularized. That's what, yeah, that's what um because I was looking at all this shit. Um, hey, Kelly. 
about like how long it's been around and shit. So like the uh, author Christine L. Mahdi believes that the first to express fear of mummies were the Arabs who conquered Egypt in uh, 641 AD. Uh, Arab writers warned people not to mess with mummies or their tombs because they were aware of the magic practiced by Egyptians during their funeral ceremonies. That and the pictures on the tomb walls highly suggested the revival of mummies back to the land of the living <laughs> for revenge on those who disrupted their rest. <laughs> and uh, this, like other like great superstitious tales, made its way into the beautiful brains of storytellers and authors alike. The first published story about mummies is what I read uh, about mummies curses uh, was in 1699. And that was, yeah. Like you were just saying, the discovery of King Tut later made it like way more popular. But I, that, that's just saying that the, the first uh, like written published story, uh, supposedly about mummies, that uh, curses was in 1699. Nice. Um, yeah. Let's see. I got a couple curses that they did find inscribed in some pyramids. If you guys want to hear them. Oh, One's yeah, in, large, you know, in large red. <laughs> this one, it's, uh, this was found in and Katipi's tomb. It can. It was during the ninth and tenth dynasty, and it said, uh, "Any ruler who shall do evil or wickedness to this coffin may Haman. That's a de- that that was a deity of theirs. Uh, not accept the goods he offers, and may his heir not inherit." Haman. Casey, it, it's actually um, it's Hymen. Whoever shall break it before marriage will be cursed. <laughs> <laughs> My bad. I think that's how you say the name. This was in the sixth dynasty and it contained this, uh, this curse. As for all men who shall enter my tomb in pure, there will be a judgment and the end shall be made for him. I shall seize his neck like a bird and shall cast fear of myself into him. (laughs) That's pretty fucking I'd be Scary. like, nah, I'm not cool. <laughs> I'll pass on that, bro. That's, that's oddly specific. The neck of a bird. <laughs> you, you know, you know who would go in there though is uh, David Carradine. Oh, for sure, one hundred percent. He'd be like, I bet I could tug one out before I'm dead. <laughs> Dude, he, for, he for sure when he died being strangled, he woke up on that fucking boat in the fucking the river of sand. He's like, what the hell am I? And he, he for sure was fucking, once he heard all these stories about shit, he's like, oh yeah, I can go for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I'll strangle you to death like a bird and put my fear into you. And it's like, I bet I could rub one out before that fear gets to me. <laughs> exactly, he's in a corner. He's like, and then what would you do? <laughs> Tell me more. Tell me more. <laughs> Another curse that was found is, uh, it was, I, this, this one didn't have a, uh, what pyramid it was in, but it said curse to those who disturb the rest of a Pharaoh. They shall break the seal of this tomb. Oh, they, that shall break the seal of this tomb shall meet death by disease that no doctor can diagnose. Well, at that time that'd be AIDS. Yeah. I was just going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Mike just beating all the jokes here. I, I broke into his chambers and I got AIDS. <laughs> No, what at it, least it, at least that's what he told his wife. Yeah. <laughs> Why so, yeah. didn't I went to King Tut? What do you mean? It's were you with that bitch Shirley? No, I wasn't with that bitch Shirley. It was that King Tut's excavation site. What do you think? What, what do you think? I'm just out here just raw dogging it? I mean, what if that Pharaoh just happened to just die by some kind of plague and it wasn't like a threat, it was a warning? <laughs> <laughs> you know, be like, this is like this person was sick. Hey, you, you see how gross he was? That could be you. Stop it. Uh, William Shakespeare wrote, blessed be the man that spares these stones and cursed be he that moves my bones. And I guess he wrote that based off of some Egyptian mummy stuff. So I just, he he based that off because he had a lot of homosexual uh, tendencies. He was in the closet. And so everything shook his bones. But apparently I didn't know this. I didn't know William Shakespeare's. Grave was robbed and he stole his bones. So <laughs> he stole his bones. It's like yeah. I want this they funny saw man. that inscription and went bet. <laughs> if Shakespeare was in the Wu Tang, Matthew's name would have been Shizza. Shizza. I don't know. Today I made a Wu Tang joke. It was stupid. 
But uh, actually, his name would be Shake the Break or something shit like that. I don't know. My sister went swimming yesterday, and she was telling me how she hit her head on a rock. I was like, "Did you, you? So you just came home and went to sleep?" I was like, you didn't check to see if you had a concussion or nothing? And she's like, no. I was like, much like Wu-Tang, head injuries ain't nothing to fuck with, Tiff. (laughs) (laughs) so funny. So funny. So with with hieroglyphs, they weren't deciphered until the early 19th century. So reports of curses before this were perceived as bad luck associated with handling of mummies and other artifacts in the tombs. But in 19, or not 19, in 1699, Lewis... Penser wrote an account in which he recorded a Polish traveler brought two mummies in Alexandria and embarked on a sea journey with the mummies in the cargo hold. The traveler was alarmed by reoccurring visions of two specters uh, of two specters and the stormy seas did not abate until they threw the mummies overboard. Fuck this shit. (laughs) (laughs) I'm out. (laughs) And that was thrown overboard in what is commonly known as the Bermuda Triangle. I'm just kidding, but that would be fucking nuts if that's why that all that be. shit happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's not true. It doesn't say where they threw him overboard. Somewhere, I'm sure, off the coast somewhere. Probably, hey, where probably do you, uh, when you around Africa. Think the, when you guys think the first I want my mummy joke came from, like when the first time it was used, you think an Egyptian did it one time when they were doing like one of the funerals and one of them just nudge another servant's nudging well, a well, one servant's did, nudging did another one. Like, hey, a mummy or is that something we? I want my mummy, <laughs> and they're just like silence. You'll be buried with him. This uh, this guy or girl. I don't, I don't know, know. Maybe we started calling them mummies. Yeah, perhaps. I'm gonna look at the origin of that. You can keep. <clears throat> Zahi Hawass recalled that a young archaeologist excavating at Kam Abu Balu 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 Abu like the monkey B I L L O Balu like the bear in the big blue house yeah uh well oh, wait, the, 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 the the spot's not important I'm sure so if you want to look it up you could find it by whatever I just said but uh he transported several artifacts from the Greco-Roman site. His cousin died that day. His uncle died on the first anniversary. And on the third anniversary, his aunt died. Years later, when he was excavating the tombs of the builder of the pyramids at Giza, he encountered the curse. All people who enter this tomb who will make... Uh, all people who enter this tomb who will make evil against this tomb and destroy it May the crocodile be against them in the water, snakes against them on the land, and may the hippopotamus be against them in the water, uh, the scorpion on the land. So I, said that, so I said the 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 Arab thing earlier about how it was believed that they're the the first, like whatever dates back to the whole mummy's curse was from the the Arab people. Okay, so I was looking up the word mummy. It starts with the Persians with uh, mum or mum. I don't know how you say that, but it meant it meant wax, and then it moved to the Arabic wax, which was uh, mumia or mumia. I I can't pronounce that, but that means embalmed body, which makes sense. That's probably yeah. where it started. And then you got medieval Latin, which is uh, mumia. <laughs> mumia. <laughs> That's racist. Uh, not racist. I don't know. Uh, and then French was mummy. And then mummy, which is late Middle English, is where it ended with it. And so late Middle English, denoting a substance taken from embalmed bodies and used in medicines. From French mummy, from middle, yeah, from medieval Latin mummia and Arabic mummia, embalmed body, perhaps from Persian mum wax. Uh, that, that was just the definition of what I just said, but backwards. I don't know why. Nice. Uh, anyways. Uh, let, me, let me tell you guys more about Hawass. Um, so, so even though Hawass wasn't, uh, superstitious, he decided not to disturb the mummies, but, uh, he was later involved in the removal of two child mummies from Byraya Oasis to a museum and reported that he was haunted by the children in his dream. The phenomenon did not end until the mummy was reunited or until the mummy of the father was reunited with the children in the museum. And he concluded that the mummy should not be displayed though. It was a lesser evil, evil than allowing the general public into the tombs. Hawass also recorded an incident of a sick 
a sick young boy who loved ancient Egypt and was a subject to a miracle cure in an Egyptian museum when he looked into the eyes of mummy of the mummy king Amaros the first. Wait, the when they said that sick kid, did, when they said sick kid, did they mean like the kid like doing ollie while he's uh, grinding <laughs> down the pyramid? <laughs> like they mean like that? Like this kid was sick. <laughs> no, like he went in there on crutches and then he walked out without crutches. Yeah, yeah basically. Like, he probably went in there with like some cancer and then they're like, hey, we, we have no trace of this cancer in your body anymore, man. Like it was the mummy. I knew it. He was like, you can't, sir. And then now and then, we're... And, and then he did a kick flip. <laughs> sick. <laughs> no. <laughs> this kid's sick. <laughs> so now, now we're getting into King Tut's tomb, and it's believed that uh, this was the tomb that brought all the, all the curses to light, like, you know, to the public because of uh, Howard Carter's team and uh, other visitors who visited the tomb afterwards. Just forgot all those guys' names. Um, but they opened up uh, the tomb of King Tut, KV-62, in 1922, la- launching the modern era of Egyptology. We can just get into the deaths, actually, right now, because that's basically all that's left for me. Did you Did you want me to do the deaths, or did you have something better than I have? I don't know. No, I, I mean, I only, I only wrote it. So, with, hold I only on. Wrote Are there the any, two, like, inscriptions on King Tut's tomb? They, they, uh, there, there, there was one that involved, uh, supposedly involved something about wings, and I can't remember what it was. Like, I, I legit, well, like, bird wings, or like, we're going to Buffalo? No, uh, no, I mean, uh, supposedly there was a, and god damn it. I know okay, the chicken hold is, on. It's, it's, it's tempting. Hold on here. Well, I was going to say, because what I, what I found out, they said they never found a curse inside of his tomb, but I might have. Uh, oh, I, I wasn't saying. Uh, yeah, uh, I was saying uh, supposedly. Supposedly when the tomb was open in 1922. Is that right? Uh, the journalist reported that an inscription near the door of King uh, what however you say, King Tut's tomb read, death shall come on swift wings to him that touches the tomb of the pharaoh. I, didn't you say that already, Casey? Maybe you did. No, I didn't. No, because uh, all the I, did, I never found a curse that was in his tomb because I was looking for one. But that was uh, I, I read it in something and I I looked it up earlier. It was on my history, but yeah, it, apparently that's what it read uh, near the door. See, I don't think these people testing fate, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, see, it, it's like literally told them to fucking stay away. I mean. When y'all were younger, you saw no trespassing signs. You still trespassed. Yeah, but, yeah, but they never said no trespass. It's like beware, beware of ghosts. It always says beware of dog. It said no and trespassing. Violators will be shot, but it doesn't say your whole family and everybody you know will be cursed. <laughs> we stayed. We stayed away from the fucking um, Chester the molester's house. It said um, beware of hog. So we just stayed away from it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, waving his dick around. Fuck you guys. I didn't get a mic laugh for that one. No points. All right. All right. There you go. What the <laughs> fuck? All right. So we got, okay, victims of King Tut's curse. We got George Herbert. That's a pervert name. Uh, he was the fifth Earl of Carnarvon. Is that how you said it? Carnarvon? Carnarvon. I can't Carvana. say Carnarvon. I don't fucking know. No, no, no. That's a, that's a car place that you could buy a car without. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. That's right. Uh, yeah, I think it's Carvanon. Carvanon. Carnarvon. Carvanon. Okay. Uh, yeah. I've been drinking. I got to break it down in syllables. All right. So uh, he was the one who financed the whole excavation of uh, King Tut's tomb. He was known as the first to be cursed. A few months after the opening of the tomb, George Herbert or. Um, Herbert the Herbert. Lord Carnarvon would die of blood poisoning due to accidentally tearing open a mosquito bite while shaving. According to the legend, oh, what? when he, yeah, he did <laughs> yeah, blood poisoning. He was shaving and sliced open a mosquito bite and got blood poisoning from it. Bro, this is also in the 1920s. What so was I he mean, using for shaving cream? Shit. Legend. 
<laughs> he, he, he would use the finest semen of his fucking servants <laughs> to nicely smooth it out. Legend says when Lord Carvanon died, all the lights in his house, or according to some accounts, all the lights in Cairo all mysteriously went out. Yet another rumor said his dog Susie dropped dead at the exact same time he did, which I think it was like two in the morning or something. I didn't see what time it was, but if he had the light on, I'm sure it was dark. That's that's kind of hilarious to me. The dog just like the dog just like barking at a squirrel and just croaks the same time he does. Or maybe he's shaving the dog. (laughs) Oh, shaving the balls. (laughs) Or maybe it was eating peanut butter off his blood poisoned cock. Oh my god. (laughs) (laughs) So we got next up is Aubrey Herbert, the half brother of George Herbert was said to have been a victim of the curse just for being related to the Lord of Carnarvon. He was born with a degenerative eye condition, leading to blindness later in his life. Doctors believed his eyesight was being disturbed by his rotten, infected teeth. This led to his brother having them removed, uh, having removed all of his teeth, and it obviously didn't give him his sight back, but what it did do was give him sepsis and caused him to die just five months after his cursed half-sibling. They say that's a part dude, of the curse. It's like, that's science. That's, you know? Well, it's like, dude, blood poisoning and then sepsis, that is, that is again, kind of like blood poisoning. That's, yeah, that's, it's like, also, his brother's like, nah, it, the doctor said because he has bad teeth. So he's like, all right, rip them all off his head. And then it's like, all right, well. Again, we you we sterilize this equipment with the semen of our servants. So we got uh, Aaron Ember. Ember was an American e- Egyptologist and was friends with George Herbert and many of the other people that were present during the opening of King Tutankhamenha's tomb. Uh, and, <laughs> in nineteen twenty six, less than an hour after he and his wife were hosting a dinner party. Their house burned down. He was told to go and fetch a manuscript he was working on. As his wife went to grab their son, unfortunately, both the family and the maid lost their lives that night. The manuscript Ember was working on, previously mentioned, was the Egyptian Book of the Dead. Nice. The next, so, the next. Which actually, another thing I read was he would have lived if his wife didn't tell him to go grab that manuscript that he's been working on real fast. But that doesn't make any sense to me because she went to go get their kids. So regardless, yeah, nah. Hey, go so, get my yeah. manuscript. Fuck your kids. <laughs> I gotta get out of here. No, our son in the manuscript. I'm gonna grab my manuscript. You grab the kid. <laughs> what happened there is he, while researching that that book of the dead, he read a passage from it, and then a thing called deadites came and burnt that motherfucker down. Ain't you ever read the Bible? Your first son, your first uh, born son, will die. Uh, Sir Bruce Ingham or Ingham was the friend of Howard Carter, the archaeologist who discovered King Tut's tomb. He was given a paperweight by Howard Carter as a gift. The paperweight consisted of a mummified hand, rock, and a bracelet that was said to have been inscribed with the phrase "Curse be he who moves my body." No, as dope as, that, as dope as that inscription was, the one on Mjolnir was way better. I'm just saying. It's like he who... Yeah. Who was that? Mjolnir. Uh, Bruce Ingham. But Mjolnir is the oh, hammer okay. that Rock, yeah. uh, has. So if that was the more important one. That you he who know. shall per- prove worthy shall be yeah, granted the powers of Thor or something like that. Yeah, I like that one better. What I don't like is the uh, skinheads that tattoo... Um, Mjolnir on them. <laughs> oh, I know. I know. What you're, okay, I, I see. So, did you did you say what happened with survived, him? Yeah. So he survived the alleged curse, but his house wasn't so lucky. It burned down to the ground not long after he received the said paperweight. When he tried to rebuild it, his house was hit with a flood. So he tried to rebuild the house, and a flood fucking knocked it back down Bro, again. Then, like if he built it, did, did fucking locusts attack it? Fuck. Nah, I'm pretty sure it's insurance fraud. <laughs> and, then, and then Jared Fogle let a plague on his house right afterwards. You guys remember that South Park episode where Cartman cues in all the shit? Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, uh, George J. Gold. He was a uh, a wealthy American fin- uh, financier and railroad executive and visited the tomb of Tutankhamun Rider in 1923. <laughs> 
<laughs> he fell sick immediately after this uh, visit and uh, died of pneumonia a few months later. Oof. Pretty got, sketchy. Yeah. I mean, I will say what the last... That one's just pneumonia like... Pneumonia was a common killer. Yeah. But the last one? Common killer. The dude had a fucking hand. Yeah, that that like, one that one's like crazy. Some of these that oh, I here's a paperweight. <laughs> yeah, and it was a fucking what's that, what's that say? It's like oh, it's just it's some stuff about a curse. It's like what a curse? It's like oh, don't worry about it. It's fucking house burns down. And he goes, oh shit. Yeah, and literally on the bracelet on the hand said that fucking shit. And it's like don't fuck, with, don't touch. And he did, and, he, and <laughs> sure enough, he touched. So we got Hugh Evelyn White, yet another archaeologist. This time at the British variety. Visited the tomb of King uh, your stuff around and may, <laughs> may have even helped evac- uh, excavate it. Evacuate it. Ugh. When the, the year 19... 19- <laughs> Get out of here. Go. The Beatles are coming. Get your tits off this tut. Uh, when the year 1924 came rolling around, he was horrified by half of the dozen deaths that struck down his fellow excavators and committed suicide. But according to the rumor, not before leaving behind a message written in his own blood reading, I have succumbed to a curse which forces me to disappear. The fuck? Yeah, that's how he was freaking. He was fucking freaking out. He's like, ah, ah. Uh, Dude, we got how much was that guy terrorized that he'd fucking killed himself? That sounds like some shit from like the ring. It's fucking scary. Everybody's just picking off left and right. I mean, when you think of it back then, but I mean, yeah. Um, he just gave up. He didn't try to fight the curse. He didn't go into like journalism mode like all the people who survive these type of movies do. No, he would have been uh, the cat, uh, the character in Final Destination. It's like, fuck this, dude. It's coming for me. It's gonna lay on the tracks. <laughs> so um or the fucking kid that killed himself um in um in it before he grew up and it's like no I can't do this shit I'm dying fuck mm-hmm. this I'm not reliving this shit so we got uh Richard Bethel Bethel he I was the, Bethel. is it Bethel okay so yeah, Dick he was Bethel. A, Dick Bethel damn uh, was he was the secretary of George Herbert and the first person behind Carver to enter the tomb. There were a lot of suspicious uh, suspicions circulating his death in 1929. One modern historian even stated that his death was the work of Aleister Crowley. There's another dope. one. We need, to, we need to talk about that guy too. Yeah, we we definitely need to talk about him. Um, old Bethel boy was found in his room at an elite London gentleman's club, smothered to death. Kevin Spacey. <laughs> Was he smothered to death with King Tut's titties? <laughs> Maybe. They definitely weren't built for comfort. Uh, not long after his death, the Nottingham Evening Post Muse wrote the suggestion that the Han, Han, Richard Bethel had. <laughs> Richard Bethel had come under the curse was raised last year when there was a series of mysterious fires at his home where some of the priceless uh, finds from Tutton, uh, from King Tut's tomb were stored. I'm just going to say it that way because I can't say the full name in the quote. But uh, no, no evidence was ever unearthed whether his death was connected to the artifacts, though. So, I mean, obviously, you can't. There's no evidence of supernatural fuckery. It's pretty fishy, though. Yeah. Did the did the mummy stuff survive the fires? Um, I wonder. Yeah, I don't know. Like everything burned around the house besides that shit. <laughs> <laughs> That'd um, be wild. We got Lord Westbury. Jumping ahead a bit here, Bethel's father, Lord Westbury, seventy-seven who was said to have thrown himself off his seventh floor St. James apartment. Bethel's father's suicide was thought to be under suspicious circumstances in 1930. That's why I said jump ahead. I should have wrote that prior. Uh, what made it so bizarre was that the apartment was filled with unregistered items taken from King's Tut. Uh, King oh, Tut's tomb. That why had been given to him by his son. So his son gave him unregistered items from there. Stolen and he goods. killed himself. I can't live anymore. My son had items. I have items too. I can uh, no longer wear this Egyptian cock ring. 
Richard, uh, <laughs> Richard uh, Bethel actually had a, uh, a secretary, too, that died on November 15, 1929, in the bed of the Mayfair Club and as a, as a victim of a smothering as well. Damn. Captain the Han is what it said his name was. It's a weird name. And then the Han. Oh, maybe that was what the, the Han thing was about the damn. Okay. Oh, is that the same person? Maybe that's the same thing. Yeah. But it's it it secretary. Yeah, I think. Um, yeah, no. Yeah, that's a, that's why I wrote. Uh, he was the secretary and the first person behind Carver to go in. Oh, I thought you said it was the father. No, no. Oh, no, no. The father was uh, uh, Bethel's father was the one I was talking about that killed himself. Oh, okay. uh, Bethel's father jumped in. I, I might have read it weird when I was. I just might have misunder, mis, misunderstood you. Uh, there's James Henry Breasted, or as I most famously <laughs> call him, James Henry Breastuses, <laughs> was yet another famous Egyptologist and a member, <laughs> and a member of uh, Carter's cursed team of Tutankhamun Sutra tomb openers. It uh, <laughs> it has been stated that shortly after his return from the uh, Tutanani, he discovered <laughs> his his pet canary was eaten by a cobra. The cobra was just chilling in the uh, was just chilling in the cage when he got home. Like he got home it was supposedly, and it was just sitting in the cage, just fucking hanging out. His bird gone. I imagine some feathers up on its little cobra tongue, just. <laughs> That cover's just like, sup. <laughs> so uh, this is scary given the symbolism of the event. The cobra is a symbol of the Egyptian monarchy and a motif. Motif? Motif. There we go. That the pharaohs wore on their headdresses to represent protection. Brestices didn't die until 1935, immediately after a trip to Egypt. Should have never gone back. <laughs> motherfucker, <laughs> he went back to Egypt and then left, and then motherfucker got he got yeah. murdered. What were his last words? Should have never gone back. Just oh damn, <laughs> <laughs> damn. Should have never gone back. We got Sir Archibald Douglas Reed was a radiologist. He wasn't a part of the uh, the the whatever thing, but he uh, X-rayed Tut uh, before the mummy was given to museum authorities. He got sick sick the next day and died three days later. There was no like specification of him. He did the x-rays, and then he died. Radiation poisoning, possibly? Oh, maybe. That big-ass forehead. <laughs> <laughs> and then, this is what I was talking about before. Uh, Prince Ali Kamal Fami Bey. Was a 23-year-old prince who visited the tomb. <laughs> and even, yeah, he even took a photograph there. So um, Stood there for like two minutes. Just like, yeah. But anyways, uh, he was shot dead by Marie Margaret, his French wife of six months, in a hotel shortly after the visit on the 10th of July, 1923. He went there to quick pick. His wife's like, "Fuck you, there's the cops. Here's this gun. Here's your chest." Pow, pow, pow. <laughs> okay. oh, <God. laughs> um, I'm a. But what the fuck? Dude, oh, wife, Mary. Married six months, and it took six months for him to figure out how crazy this bitch was. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Or six months for him to annoy her so bad that she... That she of your little wee-wee? No. No. I will not take it again. No. No. <laughs> she just pulls out a gun. All right. So we got Sir Lee Stacks. Uh, was the governor general of the Anglo-Egyptian Sudan. He was stated to be one of the first people to visit the tomb of Tutenheimer Wiener. Six months later, while Fat Stacks was being driven from the Egyptian war office in Cairo to his home, he was shot multiple times by a group of students. He succumbed to his wounds three days later on the 19th of November. A group of students? like Yeah, nobody appreciated my Tutenheimer Wiener joke. Please tell me they were like middle schoolers. That'd be hilarious. I'm assuming college students. Maybe they were yeah. just middle schoolers. Ahmed Kamal Bey was the first uh, Egyptologist in Egypt and a scientific pioneer in his own country. Supposedly, shortly after his visit to the tomb of Tut, he died of possibly a lung infection. 
There's no like definitive cause on here. I, di- I didn't know. They that that literally like four different things I read. They were like, he uh, may have died of lung, yeah, infection. We got Arthur Crutenden Mace was another member of Carter's Curse Ensemble. During the discovery of the tomb, he provided crucial help to Carter during both the excavations and the drafting of the first volume of the tomb of Tunak Amen. I, I can't say the name. Tut. Yeah, Tut. Uh, in 1924, his health mysteriously began to deteriorate, and he left Egypt due to the fact. He died April 6, 1928, after writing a letter claiming that he was being poisoned by arsenic. I smell a conspiracy there. That yeah. one for sure. It seemed like they were trying to shut him out. And then the, the last one that I had, which isn't really the whatever, the famous Howard Carter, the man, finally, the man himself. He surprisingly was not struck by any of the mysterious curse shit at hand. He died of lymphoma and at 64, and his tombstone says, May your spirit live. May you spend millions of years. You who love Thebes? Thebes? I can't say And butthead. sitting with your face to the north wind your eyes beholding happiness one of the things that uh, one of the places i um read the shit off of said that maybe they spared him for his love of the fucking knowledge of egypt the rest of them were in in it to get rich he just loved it yeah it's uh, (laughs) uncommon oh some of the like so, some of them, remember, they were like pure of heart, you know? Yeah, he was pure of heart. Yeah. Touch he wasn't vomit. striking donors in a fucking tomb of dead people. He wasn't fucking that hand thing that was the <laughs> fucking paperweight. All these people were doing he fucking... Was doing, he was doing like what Peter was doing when he was like masturbating with that skeleton uh, with the, when he had the, uh, the Indian burial ground or whatever, and he's, he's sitting there, and he was, like, peeing on the skull or whatever, but that yeah. guy was using the hand to beat off. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't like uh, Lord Carnivarnons or whatever the fuck it was. He was just, uh, he grabbed King Tut's head. It's like, check it out. It's our new mascot. And he did the shit from Beer Fest. Frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> so the, those are all the things that I got. There were some other names on the list that I could Dude, not that's, fucking that's uh, a lot find. of people. That's a lot more yeah. than I thought there was. And there's more of a list, but... um. Including like fucking uh, like excess people involved in it, but uh, like related to some of the people that died. But I couldn't find any information on them, and I kind of had to. I tried to last minute there and couldn't find them. Hmm. But those are the fun ones. Um, I think you did pretty concise on your death research. You had all the ones that I had. Yeah, and then I tried to, because there was the main ones a part of the research team, and I was trying to delve into the ones that weren't really a part of it, but didn't really get a whole lot on that. That general one I thought was kind of funny. I was like, this curse doesn't exist. Oh, I'm not dying. I'm not dying of no sickness. Some kids roll up on them and start shooting them. This <laughs> drive-by style. <laughs> what, uh, what were your thoughts on this curse, Matthew? Are we doing thoughts? Because I got. Oh, uh, do you got more shit? I just I got one more thing. I think uh, well, you're done. Sorry. Oh uh, yeah, no, I was done with the death, so I got some of the stuff because. Um, so before we we get to the final thoughts, because I. My um, this is some stuff from some uh from some non-believers here. Uh, so most of Carter's. Oh, team, we don't give a fuck about them people. No. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, most of uh. Carter's team led full lives is what um, this one article thing said. Uh, in 2002, Mark R. Nelson, an epidemiologist, I can't say that, I'm drinking. They monitor infectious diseases, bioterrorism threats, and other problem areas for uh, public health agencies. Uh, well, he published a historical uh, study of the mummy's curse in BMG, uh, BMJ, which is uh, British Medical uh, Journal. Uh, he researched all 44 Westerners Carter stated were present at the tomb and of the 44 stated that the 25 of them, I think that's not including Carver, um, that would have been exposed to the curse exposed, meaning the ones who entered the actual tomb itself using Carter's diaries. He identified and tracked down the obituaries to determine their dates of death. Um, I'm not good with stats or numbers or whatever the fuck, but uh, this is what he wrote. 
Adjustment for age and sex, any exposure or the number of times exposed did not confer additional risk for early within 10 years death. Odds ratio 1.38, 95% confidence interval 0.20 to 9.6. Nelson writes, there was also no effect no on survival time for any exposure or number of exposures. The only variable that seemed to be influenced life expect life expectancy was being a woman as Lady Evelyn Herbert outlived all the men who entered the tomb, dying on 1980 at the age of 78. Nelson states that the mummy's curse was brought on by literature example being Louisa May Alcott, who published a short story in 1896 titled Lost in a Pyramid or the Mummy's Curse. An Egyptologist by the name of Herbert E. Winlock also examined evidence some 12 years after the tomb's opening and found that of the 26 that were present, that's including them, during the opening of the tomb, only six of them died within the next 10 years. Only 22 of the 26 were present during the opening of the uh, sarcophagus, but only two of them had died within 10 years after. And last but not least, only 10 of the 26 watched the unwrapping of the mummy and none of them had died the next decade. Most of the people that made contact with the corpse lived long, productive lives. Hmm. So that's uh, that was um, one of the uh, I thought I'd just get something on the opposite side of it. Yeah, but a lot of them did die in weird ways. Yeah, some of uh, yeah, and it's like some of those on that list that I listed died in like weird kind of strange ways, and some of them, I just died of some fucked up shit. (laughs) Did you talk about Arthur uh, Weagle at all? I don't think I did. No, this is just I just had a quick little thing with him. Yeah, he was a previous inspector general of antiquities to the Egyptian government, and he reported that. This was a, uh, oh no, no, that was the wrong guy. Sorry, fucking, my bad. It's the same guy, but the wrong note. Uh, because you already talked about the Cobra thing. Okay, so Arthur Weagle reported six weeks before Carvanon's oh, yeah. Car- <laughs> death. Uh, he had watched the Earl laughing and joking as he entered the king's tomb and said to a nearby reporter, H. B. Morton, "I give him six weeks to live." Uh-huh. And he ended up dying in six weeks. Oh wow! There, there was also a murder. <laughs> so what I said about the um, when we were talking about um, when we were talking about the the fucking um, God damn it, dude, Lord Carnivore, whatever the fuck. Uh, they Arvon, said also, Vaughn, yeah, Jesus? Arva, Ron. in um, in Cairo, I guess it was notorious. Cairo's power would go out. And, and uh, like random times all the time, and it would I do mean, it for at least some for at least so, ten yeah. seconds to whatever seconds a night. And then also, the dog thing that was supposed to be really spooky would make sense if it wasn't for the fact that um, the the timing the, the um, God damn it, the um, the time zones don't add up between Cairo and Europe's two a.m. isn't the same. Hmm. And then uh, they had the the thing about the canary being eaten by the cobra, which is a good story. But uh, there was like, it's been told that he gave his bird to someone else who then gave it. I want to say cobra. They they gave the 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 bird was passed to a cobra. (laughs) That the bird was passed down from uh, to a friend, and the friend gave it the the someone else. I can't. I should have wrote it fucking down. But supposedly the the canary was never fucking uh, it was never at his house. And there's two different stories of the canary being at the excavation site. He brought it with them and then also it being at his home. But I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. It's kind of weird. Whatever. Here's here's a crazy thing. The one um, the one thing crazy for sure is that dude, though, writing the manuscript and it, his house catching on fire and then trying to rebuild it and it floods. That shit's fucking crazy. No, what about he, the he, guy who killed himself who was like, I'm cursed? Yeah, and that guy too, but also the paranoia could have struck. I mean, coincidence yeah. is coincidence is a fucking thing. I, I'm going on. I'm, I'm jumping on both sides with this, though, here. I'm yeah, kind of in the middle. One six. Yeah, Mr. 616. I am balanced by two sixes with a one, all right? 
which is crazy. Wait, can, can we just talk about this real quick? I am balanced. I'm, I'm balanced on both sides. Two sixes with the one in the middle, and I, and I'm a Libra, and I don't believe in all the fucking sign shit, but a Libra is a balance. I am fucking, and <laughs> I am balanced between two evils. Uh, okay, white girl. <laughs> <laughs> I'm white girl wasted. But uh, I'm not getting white girl wasted. Uh, the first op, uh, the first autopsy that was carried out on King Tut was done by Doctor Derry, and uh, he found a healed lesion on the left cheek. And what's is what's is crazy about this is because the mosquito, the left face cheek. your ass. Oh, face. <laughs> but it's because uh because the Carvanon, when he got that mosquito bite and he was shaving his face, it was on the left side. They just don't know how precise the location was because. Carvanon was buried uh, six months prior. Yeah, see, and so that's they were trying I, to. They were trying to. They were. They speculate that it matched up. I kept reading things, and they couldn't get a, a like a direct fucking whatever. Like, they, I mean, they had their whatever, but it's like everything was like long cold before they can really get fucking whatever on it. Hmm. That probably doesn't make any sense. I'm hurricaning it up over here. Um. But I mean that it's it not an be example. Cobras like Matt. At least that's on brand. They only had one left at the store, so I ended up with three hurricanes and one cobra. I only no drank. Cobra. I haven't drank all those hurricanes yet. I'm but um, my canaries. Here I am. <laughs> your canaries. Um, your hurricane. Your hurricaneries. Um, but that, that being said, there's no proof that things happened. What they have proof, like what you were just saying, but they have no. They have no proof either way of anything else. So it's not like they can all all they can do is predict that it's like the, the dates within it's like decades. Some people died decades later. So it's kind of like. um, Yeah, it's just kind of my God, dude, I can't talk. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It, it between the time limit, they're just like, okay, it's not super coincidence. Everybody's kind of like living on the same curse decades later. But, but everything that I've read of the deaths, they weren't decades later. I mean, I, I didn't have all the timelines down for them, but one of them wasn't until 1930 or whatever the fuck. So, I mean, that's not hell later. That dude did die at 77, but his son died. His son died smothered. Wait, he was the one that got smothered, right? No. He, no, he didn't die. Wait, I don't remember. God damn it. Mummy by his mummies. Uh, yeah, no, he was the one that was smothered, and then his dad killed himself with the fucking whatever. That's too coincidental. Or his dad was super superstitious, because this is a time where superstition like kind of ruled. Superstition has kind of ruled fucking time up until like the modern day anyways, right? I think it still does. I mean, yeah, and but I mean with the way that technology is now, people are yeah. not as superstitious as they used to be. We have more atheist or agnostic people now than we ever have. People people used to uh uh treat people are ruled more by law. logic because we're no longer in the dark. It's like before everything was in the dark. Like we're afraid of the dark or whatever, but everything has had light shined on it. Now you got like, whether it's just like physically light has been shined on it or just, you know, I don't know. You guys get what I'm saying? I do. Yeah. It's just like knowledge. Like we, we have the, the world's knowledge in a, in our pocket now. I mean, you can type in anything, see it, and you can reassure yourself anything. If I'm like, oh, dude, ghosts, are they fucking real? I can type it in, and you can have a thousand different forums, but you can choose to believe the ones that's going to make you feel more comfortable. I don't know. I, I feel like the curse is there. Because let me tell you, Joseph, these fucking aliens were in or these aliens were hooking up with these uh, Egyptians, and who's to say that they didn't leave some fucking, some little spell for they, them? They to... did. Tut was one of them. You seen his head, or you read about his head? Yeah, they didn't call him Pyle X Y for nothing. Yeah, he basically looked like a Krogan from Mass Effect. Damn. <laughs> <laughs> Tut, phone home. Now, um, I'm not gonna. That's what I was. I only yeah, constructed this image of his skeletal structure. <laughs> I only took notes semi on an opposing side because I thought it would just be fun to have whatever. I'm I'm going to stay on my neutral end. 
uh, with it I because I, I can because I can say that like it's like eh you know it's it's just coincidence whatever. But when I was reading about the shit because like my whole family is asleep and I was just sitting there like reading it. I started getting like a chill down my spine. I was like, well, better go drink a beer to get some courage going here. And I noticed my door was unlocked. I was like, I swear to God, I locked that fucking door. Justin's going to have dreams of little mummy children and cobras tonight. Man, shit, I don't need them in my dreams. I'll be drinking them. (laughs) What do you you guys think, Mike, Matthew? I believe in the curse. Mike believes in all curses. (laughs) <laughs> I Mike like me are rocking the tut titties. We got the I tutties. I don't believe it's anything super <laughs> Mine are a little bigger though. Yeah, the curse. I'll get there. No. <laughs> that's what that's what I have a hard time with because like I, I don't want to believe like the curse thing, but I mean reading about shit. But I guess it's the same thing when you fucking watch scary movies. I guess you kind of get like a yeah. little jump in you because your brain's getting rocked. But one thing we can all agree on, the tutties are real. Tutty yeah, bear. They are. I believe in the supernatural, so I don't I would I would I would hope that the curse is real. I mean, it sucks for those people. Maybe you should have fucking took the warning. He yeah, he's yeah, the warning, Casey, man. Yeah, but Casey, you believe in climate change. I'm just kidding. <laughs> climate change is real. It is real. I was joking. 